It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. The Oklahoma City Thunder held their exit interview with Sam Presti, and he went over a ton of different things. What should be the expectation level for the Thunder this year? And what's the offseason plan for OKC? Plus, will Chet Holmgren play in Summer League? And a great SGA story all coming up on today's Locked on Thunder podcast. You are Locked on Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team... Every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunder Pod. You can even text the show 405-939-2477. That's 405-939-2477 to text the show. And let's review on this show Sam Presti's comments from his exit interview, what the expectations are for next season. Chet Holmgren playing in Summer League. Is he going to play? Who knows what the offseason plans are. A great, bold statement on Lou Dort. The team needs to add some nasty and a nice SGA story. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball, including on YouTube and anywhere else you get your podcast from. Folks, another five-show week in the book. Stay in that way through the offseason. Everydayers can expect Monday to be a Mailbag Monday podcast, so drop those questions Follow on YouTube. Drop those questions on Twitter as well at Rylan underscore styles. Now let's dive into the Sam Presti presser. What should be the expectations for the Oklahoma City Thunder this season? One thing that stood out to me was how often that Sam Presti reminded us that this team did not finish at a 500 record this year. So these are some quotes from Sam. Let's start off with this. 
the one thing I do think uh, is relative to expectations next year, and I understand that we do not control those, but I do think that we still have to remember as great as things were that happened this season, we still have to finish our breakfast around here and understand that we're not a 500 team. The next quote, this season is say six or seven months long. We had two really good months where we played exceptionally well and we didn't consistently play well the entire season. No team is going to do that. As I said before, the sky is going to fall on everybody, but can we more, can we be more consistent with our best play? That is a great quote from Sam Presti. Uh, if they can be more consistent. And he did recognize that, you know, usually the jump happens from say 20 to, to 30 games and not 20 to 40 games in terms of a uh, win total. But understanding that this team did not finish 500. This team really only had two exceptional months and the rest of them, uh, they were under 500 and at times pretty you know, bad at times, I think really puts into perspective what to expect next season. I think that for a lot of this last month, it's been just full systems go on excitement and they're going to win 44, 45, 50 games, 55 games, whatever idea you had in your head after however high you got on this postseason run. But the bottom line is this team has to learn consistency. And that's a pretty tough trait to pick up, especially as you rely on on second, third, and first-year guys to do so, along with SGA, who can provide some of that, Lou Dort, who can provide some of that, Kenny Hustle will provide some of that. But beyond those guys, you're relying on you know Josh Gideon in his third year, J-Dub in his second year, Chet Holmgren will be playing his first year of NBA basketball. Whatever happens this offseason, who you bring in, who you draft, whatever. But you're going to be relying still on a very young team. Now, they won't be the youngest team in the NBA next year, but they, they will be exceptionally young for what contenders typically are, or like, and by contenders, obviously not championship contenders, but like what, what playoff team contenders typically are. And so how do they respond to needing to play more consistent? Because if you didn't have two exceptional months, if those months were just good, or above average, well, then this team does not make the play-in tournament. They had to have those two exceptionally played months to get there. And so it's not all doom and gloom, but it is a soft reminder that it could go incredibly well, and it could see this team rise to 46 wins, 50 wins, whatever target that you had in mind a week ago. But it also could remain the same or even take a step backwards um, just depending on how this stuff comes together. But Sam Presti went on to say that he thinks that uh, they're really really well positioned to deal with whatever comes at us. And I think that this particular group of guys has a chance to win a lot of games together. I think that they took the first steps in that by making those decisions about their priorities that I talked about at the beginning. They can win a lot of games together if they choose to do that. Now everyone has to do their job, myself included, the coaches, but I really think the way the conversations are within the building, that they, what they're about, the openness in which we can discuss the things we uh, that we could potentially get in the way of, of what type of team that they want to be, uh, this team can be together for a long time. Like th- This is an interesting note to make at this juncture, right? Because this is only uh, a lot of these guys' first contract. Shea's on a second deal. Uh, Dort is, of course, on a second deal, but he was you know not, not on a first-round contract to begin with. But it's interesting that he's already pointing out this team can stay together and win a ton of games together as long as they choose to stay together. 
all in all, I think that you should still be incredibly excited about the future of this team, including next season. And I think today's expectation level next season should still be for this team to be in play-in, playoff contention the entire time. Uh, but to do that, they're going to need to be consistent. That's not saying that they can't be. It's just saying one of the things that they need to do that they did not check off this year. They checked a lot of boxes this year. The consistency level was not checked off in terms of you know playing a complete total game that you need to play to win games in the, in the league. That was not you know, sustained or consistent as Sam pointed out. He also pointed out in a positive aspect, you know, that the sky falls on NBA teams about two times a year, like two times a year, you can check in on any team and fan base and, and the sky is falling and they, they've lost too many games and they're freaking out. They're panicking. Uh, but how do you respond to that is how you determine, you know, how your season's going to go. And he did give the thunder praise for being so young and responding to, to those circumstances um, this season, I think that you can point to a lot more than two for the Slender team where they responded well. I mean, Chet Holmgren's injury, they responded to that by just, you know, kind of compartmentalizing that and still going out there and playing through the season and seeing how it all played out. Uh, you can talk about whenever Shea started the year hurt, whenever, you know, Shea got COVID after the All-Star break, whenever Kenny Hustle went down, whenever Poku went down, who's playing really well. And, and, and Sam Presti highlighted that too, highlighted that, that, that Pokushevsky was playing really well before the injury. And so I think that what stood out to me the most was Sam Presti's continued kind of harping or, or pointing out that this team was not yet 500. So as much as they've accomplished this year, not only does it all go back to square one, but there are still a lot of things to improve upon and regression, you know, and progression is not always linear as we've heard from Mark and Sam and everybody else in this organization countless times that progression is not always linear. So to keep that in the back of your mind, as we, as we progress this offseason and let our minds wander to the best-case scenario, let our minds wander to, to what uh, this team could look like in a year, two years, three years, progression isn't always linear, and there are still some important things to progress on with this specific team that did not finish at 500 this year. Now, of course, they could have won a couple games you know, down the stretch that they didn't win against Indiana, against Charlotte. They also won some games right, where, where they probably shouldn't have won if you replayed the game just like they shouldn't have lost those two games if you replayed those games. So at the end of the day, you are what your record says you are. Like you are what your record says you are at the end of the day. So they finished two games under 500, and they need to, to, to climb that mountain this season. And it's important to, to kind of keep that in perspective as we just continue to look at how great things could be. Now coming up, let's talk about the off-season plans for the Oklahoma City Thunder and what they could look like for OKC. But first... I want to tell you right now, but our good friends over at Nissan, folks, it's the Nissan Aria Player of the Week. That time of week again for the 2023 Nissan Aria All-Electric Player of the Week. This week, it's Russell Westbrook. What an electric game that he played over the weekend where he's locking down Devin Booker to steal game one for the Clippers. That was a brilliantly fierce incredibly electrically elegant, stunningly powerful performance from Russell Westbrook to turn back the clock, lock in defensively, and despite you know going three for whatever, 19 or 14, whatever he did, uh, he still impacted the game in a big way defensively and also just out-hustling the Suns for rebounds, keeping possessions alive, uh, finding Kawhi, and getting the Clippers a win on the road. Uh, so that was why Russell Westbrook is the most electric player of the week 
for the Nissan Aria. Most electric player of the week. The 2023 Nissan Aria has a pin you to your seat power and premium intelligence all in one EV. The all new all electric 2023 Nissan Aria, the EV for people who love to drive. Shop now, NissanUSA.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for making us your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. We've talked Sam Presti's thoughts on the season. Now, the offseason is one of great note because there's just so many possibilities in the offseason. Top 10 in the league in cap space. Another top 12 pick on the horizon. A war chest of draft picks at your disposal, should you so choose to to utilize any of them. And an interesting, like little prestiism from from Sam today was that you that when you're looking to buy a house, you don't buy the paint first. And so, I think that this is another reminder, a gentle reminder, of while we watch the playoffs, for example. You know, before I started recording this podcast, uh, Bridges is having a great start to this game. It's only in the third quarter right now, but Bridges is having a great start to this game. And, and people have already DM'd me and mentioned me on Twitter. A uh, shout out to Hogs fan, uh, uh, 2001 on Twitter. You know, could, could the Thunder trade for for Bridges? Could the Thunder trade for Bridges? Like, we're going to continue to to see these guys become available. The Wizards firing Tommy Shepard might make some players from the Wizards available. Who knows? But like, we're going to continue to these to see these guys come available, and it's going to be easy to say. Well, they got all this cap space. They've got all these draft picks. Go make a move. I think that this quote can be taken out of what he was, you know, of what was said, and just look at it for this instance. Look at the question. Don't look at the rest of the answer. Just when you're looking to buy a house, you don't buy the paint first. And what I take that as, just in in principle, we don't know what this Thunder team is or needs. We know that SGA is great. We know that J- that J Dub has all star potential. We know Josh Giddy can be an, in- an incredibly good player. We know Lou Dort is elite on the defensive end, and, and there's signs that that could suggest he can get better offensively. Like we know some things here and there, and, and we know what it can look like if it's all pushed together perfectly. But this all gets changed on a team level, right? Those things individually will stay the same. Like next year, next year will be great, and the rest of it will stay the same. But on a team level, this all changes as you add Chet Holmgren. Like this all changes. Who you, you, the the thing you don't want to do is go buy the paint this off season, and then you can't find a house on the market, right? Or 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 however you want to take the rest of this expression, because what Chet Holmgren does and doesn't bring, whatever the the doesn't ends up being, whatever it looks like, it will change what the Thunder need. You might think to yourself right now. Let Chet play the five. Let him stretch the floor. Uh, he's the center. And then realize, you know, probably should have a, a, a beefy big next to him. You might go into this offseason saying, you know what? Chet should play the four. You need a, be- a beefy big right now. 
And then you you play the season, you go do that, you go get the the beefy big man traditional five man and have Chet play the four and and you think you've outsmarted everybody. And then they play they play together and it just does not mesh well. Chet can't find his groove because it's just an awkward fit. And we've seen it countless times where teams go rush out to do something and the fit just is not right. And that's whenever you have a lot of data points, much less we haven't seen a single minute of what Chet Holmgren looks like with this group. And that's the hardest position, I think, to work around, to build around. I, I think that whenever you try to add something down low with another big man, especially whenever you're going to, you know, not necessarily play through Chet, but like when you're going to heavily focus on Chet, adding another big man is not an easy thing at all. Or adding people beside him is not an easy thing at all. Especially whenever you don't know how he's going to play at all. So it's about patience, even though it's all right there, right? The 41 season, the draft picks, the salary cap, it's all right there for you. You got this close, you were a game away, a game away from the playoffs. Even though all that stuff happened, the equation changes. The variable changes on the on the equation. The variable changes now that you have chat. You're still going to have all that stuff next summer at the trade deadline, at all these other benchmarks. You're still going to have all that stuff and all these other benchmarks, but along with that stuff, you're going to add in the data of what Chet looks like and what Chet needs because it will change. It will change things. And another great quote from Sam Presti was talking about, you know, too many people that say that there's too many draft picks. And he just says, you know, that's like walking into a store and saying, gosh, I just have too much money. It's not a bad thing, all these draft picks. All these draft picks. Speaking about what you need, the Thunder GM, Sam Presti, said that they need to get more nasty this season. And you can take that to mean, okay, there it is. You need to go get a big man who can rebound and, and rim protect and do all the things that we saw this team fall short of you know, in, in this season. But playing nasty goes beyond just a big man. He talked about how you know, Isaiah Joe, small student in the court a lot of the times. He didn't say that I did. Small student in the court a lot of the times for Isaiah Joe. But he pointed out Isaiah Joe, even though that's the case, a lot of the times is very aggressive. A lot of the times has that nasty in him, even though, you know, he's not a big. And and one thing he highlighted was you need, you need physicality on both ends, offense and defense. And he really pointed to Josh Giddy, which I think is interesting of like how this even happens. How Josh Giddy can work on this and, and start to sell this, but he said Josh Giddy needs to start turning some of these fouls into calls. Well, you have one of the best at drawing fouls in the league, and SGA is his teammate, so I feel pretty confident that if there is a trick to it and a skill to it, Josh is going to be able to figure it out. But Mark has talked about this a, a ton as well. Like it gets frustrating whenever Josh is getting fouled going to the rim, but since he's bigger than his matchup, it's not getting called. And so, how do you force them to call it? That's part of being physical. That's part of being nasty. That's part of, you know, this thing. That's just, it's not just going out there and drafting or, or finding or figuring out a way to get a seven foot, 255 jacked center. It's not all about that. He talked about how teams, you know, are more aggressive or physical whenever the teams that they thunder play, they're in the bonus for f- four more minutes per game than the thunder or, you know, the, the stat about how, the, the, the other team is playing in the bonus while the Thunder are not for four minutes a game, one minute a period. That's a huge advantage. If every time you blow, blow the whistle, you're going to the free throw line, and then it's a foul on the other end, you're not going there because you're not in the bonus. 
So that's going to be an, you know, an important thing to watch as you look forward to the offseason plans. And then just some other notes that I think pertain to the offseason. He was asked what a Thunder guy is in the draft, and Sam Presti said he does not like that term or idea because it's so self-righteous. But he did say that you know a good person and a resilient person are two things that gets highlighted for like what they look for. The thing is, on the outside looking in, we're not going to know if these guys are resilient or, or good people because a lot of them we're not going to get to talk to at all. And then the ones that we do get to talk to, it's on Zoom or, or in person in Chicago. And it's just you, you don't really know enough about them personally on that level that teams will get to know them on um, beforehand. So we just don't know who Thunder guys are in the draft until they become Thunder players in the draft. Um, but he was asked about using that cap space, and Sam Pressy said, we'll look at everything. We've generally been pretty conservative with how we've approached that and looked at ways uh, in, in, in a way we might not use it, kind of unorthodox in a way we might use it. So that, that's important also for not using it now, not pushing the button too soon, and then it messes you up down the road for trying to you know, re-sign some of your own guys. Sam couldn't talk a lot about the CBA at all about the CBA because it's not technically officially ratified entirely. But what he did say was, uh, you know, he, he looks back, he was sort of looking back where um, whenever this first started, you know, way back in the first generation of the Thunder, uh, people were upset that they didn't go out there and sign I believe he said Ben Wallace was, was the player that people wanted them to go sign. And uh, they said, look, we, we couldn't keep that team together, period. But if we would have maxed out Wallace and for agency because we just had the money laying around, we dang sure wouldn't have been able to do it. So, like, you want to you want to make sure that you don't put yourself in a bind that way. And then, another offseason tidbit, he mentioned how, while you can't talk about the CBA, he danced around the fact that, from what we've seen with the leaks, the changes in the CBA will make the first-round picks even more valuable. Like, first-round picks become even more valuable, not just with the new CBA, but also with, with this team. So independent of a new CBA, if all these guys are who you think they're going to be, and you got to sign all these guys to a max contract, then the first-round picks becomes even more valuable for yourself because that is controlled cost players. You're getting them on rookie deals. And so if you, if you sign all these guys to a max, you're not going to be able to go sign a lot of guys you know, away from your roster. And so bringing in guys on a controlled cost on a rookie deal is the only way to build a team at that point. And you've got to hit on those draft picks. So keep that in mind as, as, as we start to throw around these draft picks like they're candy. And as we continue talking about Sam Presti had to say, what did he learn about Josh Giddy? Age is just a number. He mentioned how Josh Giddy made a lot of plays that maybe didn't show up on the scoreboard, but were winning plays and, and highlighted a play in Chicago where um, where he got a where Josh got a rebound that kind of clinched the game. Highlighted that play um, where against the Pistons where he had the the chase down of the Lou Dort jump ball, uh, which won the game for OKC. And so the, I think that that sums it up perfectly. Like it, it was not some diatribe about Josh Giddy, but age is just a number. Is all you need to say. It's all you need to say about Josh Giddy because he plays so much wiser than he is so much more experienced than he is, I should say. And while he continued to stress that this team was on a 500 team later on, like he continued to stress how adaptable this team is, which I think is great in terms of team building. They have a lot of ways where they can, you know, have a get out of jail free card or change what they're doing or pivot is the best word for it. Pivot if things in the NBA do or don't change stylistically, do or don't change team construction-wise, 
do or don't change just construct of like the CBA, whatever the case is. They have a lot of pivot points, which I, which I think that is is what adaptability would mean in this case. And the last thing about this subject, you know, the off season and, and, and projecting the off season was his praise of, of Mark, I think was huge. Like he told some great stories about Mark. And, and the one thing that I want to highlight is they hired Mark to this organization at 25 years old. How cool is that? Like he was hired here at 25 years old and he's an elite coach. Like I've said it since his fourth day, you know, his fourth week on the job that he's an elite coach but he's proven it to be the case now, you know, four years later. But for him, you know, to, to be an elite coach, you're going to stick around a long time as a coach. Like as a coach, if you're elite, you're going to stick around a long time. So he'll be here for a while. And he started out at 25. Like this organization is, is and, and will continue to see him just grow as a human being. That's, that's crazy. And, and, and they've already seen him uh, have, have two children uh, you know, in his life. Like that, that is a pretty cool, just cool thing. We talk a lot about like watching this team grow and watching this team um, get older, more mature, stick around for eight, nine, ten years the way that the first generation did, Thunder, you did. Mark is a part of that. Like Mark is a guy that you're going to watch grow uh, since that point. And that's going to be a lot of fun too. Coming up, let's talk Chet Holmgren. Will he play in Summer League? Let's talk Lou Dort as well. Um, and a great story on SGA. But first, I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at eBay Motors, folks. eBay Motors is awesome because we all know for a championship team, you need the right players, and finding that perfect fit is everything. And so with eBay Motors, what you can do is go there and find the parts that you need for your vehicle. Every part fits just right. So the next time that you need parts or accessories, head on over to eBay Motors with eBay's guaranteed fit. You can make sure every part fits just right the first time around. So just go there right now uh, to the My Garage, look for the green check, and then it'll know that it's the perfect fit or your money back guaranteed because just like sports, confidence is the name of the game. And when you shop at eBay Motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when all the parts are are right for you, guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. We're back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast, on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you so much for joining us on Lockdown Thunder. Subscribe across all podcasting platforms so you never miss an episode. 
We're here for you five days a week, even in the off season. Subscribe on YouTube or any of their podcasting platforms that you have every day. You can expect Monday's pod to be a mailbag podcast. So get your questions in on YouTube comment section and on Twitter. And then Tuesday through Friday, we'll have draft profile and projections only broken up by a chat with Mavs draft again. And I want to chat about a few high name players in this draft uh, that we can get excited about in Oklahoma city with him. You can also text the show on subtext, subscribe over there to get behind the scenes access and just a direct line to the show and exclusive AMAs and content over there. So go text 405-939-2477 that subtext right now on your device. Chad Holmgren, will he play in summer league? So Sam Presti was not in committal about it, but he said that, uh, you know, you know, Chet will want to play and then it's possible that Chet will play in summer league, but that's a long ways away from now. So like he could not be affirmative, but he said Chet's going to want to play and that it's possible. And at least it's possible. You're telling me that there's a chance that we see Chet Holmgren play in summer league. And then I asked Sam if they're going to be playing in two summer leagues this year, like they were last year. And he said, yes, presumably that'll be Utah and Vegas. Like it was last year. Uh, there's also the California, um, the California classic, which could put them playing in, uh, in LA or I'm sorry, Sacramento, I believe it is in uh, for the California classic. So we'll see which one it is. I, I would, I would guess Salt Lake city um, for what they did last year as well. Uh, and then they'll play in Vegas and, and go through that whole thing. He mentioned the benefit of playing in two summer leagues is just reps. And, you know, if you were only going to play in, in, in Vegas, it's hard to play everybody and get everybody reps whenever there's only three or four games. So adding those extra couple games in Salt Lake City makes a really big difference. Uh, if I had to guess, this is just a pure guess, please remember, it's a guess. Um, I would imagine they'll do it like they did last year, uh, where veterans will play in Salt Lake City and then not play in, in Vegas. Remember, that was the plan for Josh Giddy last year, but Giddy begged Sam Presti to play in Vegas because he wanted to keep playing with Chet. Uh, so I would imagine that Chet would be considered a returner and would play in Salt Lake City, but you never know. That's a that's a pure guess on my part. Uh, Lou Dort, pretty bold statements on Lou Dort. Like Sam Presti um, is is not a hot take or bold statement or like talking about awards or complaining about awards type of guy, but he did make this bold declaration that if that if Lou Dort is not on an all defensive team, people are just not watching the games. And then he continued to talk about how Lou Dort is who keeps coaches up at night. And, and Lou Dort's the name that always comes up in conversations you know, about the Thunder whenever guys come to town, like coaches come to town. You know, everyone else that talks about the Thunder with Sam Presti always brings up Lou Dort and how hard it is to, to game plan around him because he's such a great defender. And there's another thing that stood out about this comment. Lou Dort did not have a good offensive season. And I've, pointed out continuously about like all the ways that he could get better next year because he'll be in a more reduced role. He'll be putting, you know, more so in the corner shooting corner three as he's been good at all of his, of his career. Uh, hopefully he can work on rim finishing and improve that because last summer he was hurt with a shoulder and couldn't really work on rim finishing. That's why it has not progressed. Although it hasn't progressed in four years. So I understand if you're skeptical about that offense aside, it's important to remember as you, as you throw Lou Dort into the trade machine this summer, like it's not just swapping 2K ratings. It's not that easy. You're also taking away what he does off the floor for this team, what he brings to this team intensity-wise, defensively, and just as a guy who the team rallies around. Like all that stuff is very important too. It's not just, hey, player X is better than Lou Dort at Y, and this is why the Thunder should trade 
Lou Dort for player X. It's not that easy as it is whenever you play 2K my GM. Uh, but there'll be some 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 conversations around that anticipatory for Monday, I'm sure, about them with the mailback podcast. Uh, but that's just a quick little reminder. But Lou, but Lou Dort got the all-defensive nod from Sam Presti. We'll see if he gets it from the media whenever those are announced later on. And then just a nice little jolly story to end things off. Sam Presti was talking about SGA, and he said whenever he went to go scout him in, in Kentucky, at Kentucky, there are so many great players in Kentucky, so of course you're going to be drawn to, to go there. And he, he mentioned to somebody he was sitting with, that guy with the hair is always in the paint. And if you, if you know what, what SGA looked like uh, at Kentucky, he did have some great hair at Kentucky. Still, still has great hair, still wonderful hair, but like at Kentucky, he was the guy with the hair. Um, and he told another great story that he was you know discussing basketball and scouting with a former NBA legend you know, of the craft. And one thing that, that, that he told Sam was, you know, there's certain guys that, that give you a jolt whenever you watch them do something and you get excited and you stand up and you kind of jolt out of your seat and uh, you just hope that nobody else saw that. You want to keep that to yourself. Uh, but he said that, you know, SGA had some jolt plays and he mentioned his, his, his first SGA's first team practice with Chris Paul and everybody in town. They were doing it at the now blue facility, the, the original thunder practice facility, because the, the current practice facility was getting kind of renovated and worked on for a new floor. And he had this rim finish that really jolted Sam Presti and which is funny looking back on it because of how great SGA is as a rim finisher right now uh, in, in the current day, averaging 31 points a game. So it's just interesting. And I want to, I want to know from you what player in this draft gives you that jolt when you watch them, when you watch them do something on the court, who, who jolts you, who gets your jolt. But again, thank you all for listening and sticking through this off season with lockdown thunder. It'll be the regular season again, before you know it, because once the playoffs are over, then it's the draft the next week. Then it's, uh, you know, then it's going to be draft presser. Then it's going to be free agency. Then it's going to be summer league. Then it's going to be FIBA world cup. Then it's going to be media day. Then it's going to be training camp and then the draft. So, and, and then the regular season. So we're practically there. So stay tuned. It's locked on thunder five days a week throughout all this off season on YouTube and any other podcasting platform that you are on. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles and folks until Monday where we do a mailbag podcast, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.